welcome once again to Cortana's Communique, a Halo podcast, a weekly discussion of the television series Halo on Paramount Plus. It's previously known as CBS All Access. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. And in the Canadian province of Alberta. Hey, everyone. It's Sean. Hope you're doing good. Indeed. Indeed. So, for folks who are uh, joining us, uh, basically who we are, uh, we're part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, also, uh, the network... Uh, Includes other podcasts, uh, including uh, this one, and this podcast here can be found wherever podcasts are found, including uh, two feeds: uh, the Cortana Communique feed, which you can find anywhere, and the Dark Discussions podcast feed, which you can find anywhere. Uh, basically, the Dark Discussions podcast feed includes all the podcasts that your co-host that you hear on here participate in, and then the Cortana Communique. Uh, feed just includes the uh, Cortana Communique podcast. Um, today is February 19th, 2024, that we're recording this, and we're here to talk about the third episode of the season two, uh, which was called Visegrad. Uh, also, um, uh, we do have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com, and you can email us, and we will read your email on the podcast. Just make sure you type in Halo in the subject, and then whatever your subject is, and then we will know that your subject, uh, or I should say your email, is for this podcast specifically, because the darkdiscussions at AOL.com email uh, is used for all our podcasts, as well as all the uh, movie and marketing companies that send us material. And if you uh, make sure Halo is in the subject, we can search the inbox for your email. Um, Sean, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Uh, they can find the link to Patreon, which is a way that people can support their creators that they are interacting with. Uh, so what you can do is go to Patreon and if there's any way, any funds that you're able to donate, it's appreciated. Um, even if it's a dollar a month, it makes a difference um, because all the podcasts are released for free to everyone. But there's a ton of costs behind the scenes that have to be dealt with to keep it going. Um, so anything you can donate is appreciated. Even and when we understand it's very difficult financial times for most of us. So it's whatever you can give is great. Um, if you're able to do $5 a month, uh, you can then be able to put a pick-in for a movie that can go into a draw every quarter. For every $5 you donate each month, you get to pick a movie. So every quarter we get to do a draw, and depending on what the movie is, where it falls, can either be reviewed on the main uh, Dark Discussions feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on its genre and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, if you're not able to support us financially, Anything you can do in regards to social media, sharing the podcast information, all that kind of stuff uh, is very helpful as well. Um, just thank you for supporting us and giving us an opportunity to be able to do this stuff and have the fun that we do every week. So thank you. Indeed, indeed. And uh, actually, uh, the Dark Discussions podcast, uh, the two of the last handful of episodes that we did were 
uh, Patreon picks, including the twenty or a twenty two thousand and five film Mysterious Skin, as well as the nineteen ninety eight film Fallen. So uh, uh, we definitely uh, try to uh, get to all your picks. And as Sean said, thank you uh, in advance, or to those who do participate in donating to the podcast. Uh, also, uh, if you're a listener to this podcast, uh, there's always openings for writers for the darkdiscussions.com website. Uh, basically, it is a way to fatten up your resume as a writer, uh, to write reviews on films or TV shows or articles about things that are interesting, video games, anything. Uh, so all you have to do is uh, email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com and type in uh, writer in the subject and uh, whatever else you want to put in the subject and uh, we'll get back to you and uh, uh, yeah it's a good way to uh, fatten up a resume especially if you're looking to become a writer of uh, reviews and things of that nature uh, and we're always looking for other people to uh, uh, do podcasts too so if you have a podcast that you're uh, doing and you need a home for it uh, again, just uh, email us and type in podcast home, podcast home in the subject. Um, all right, so that's pretty much uh, the house cleaning. So I guess we can get into our topic tonight. And once again, we're, we're discussing uh, the f- episode three, Visegrad, um, by the Halo uh, television series, uh, which debuted on February 15th, 2024. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into first our, our thoughts on the, the episode. Uh, we'll go uh, round table. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. What, what did you think of uh, Visegrad episode three of season two? I generally liked it. I th- I like the political machinations that are going on. Um, I unlike from what I've been hearing from you guys, I actually like Soren and feel like he's a part of the story since he is one of them that uh, got out early. Um, So I'm enjoying that plot line. Um, Just generally enjoyable. There are issues that I see within it, and we'll discuss those more when we get into the, into talking about the episode itself and things that kind of bothered me about how they're telling the story. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Let's go with you, uh, Sean. Uh, it wasn't a terrible episode. I'm not super jazzed about it. I'm going to throw this out there now just because it's been annoying to me. But if I'd like to tally if it is the case, because this is what I mentioned yesterday. If Is it at this point that Quan has more kills than Master Chief? In this season, like. yeah. That's what it well. feels like? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to um, say. Ma- 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 Master Chief had a few in that first episode. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And they weren't all easy to count. So, But, it, but you know, it's just the, kind of the point yeah. of, like, where it is kind of thing. Uh, again, I have nothing with against any of the actors or actresses involved in the series. I know that they're doing their best. I just maybe am not so cool with what the story is or what they're being directed to do. So I just I want to point that out again that I have nothing against any of the cast. Um, I know that they're doing their best. I just have questions with the the actual story ideas and what they're or how they're being shared, um, at least in my opinion. All right, sounds good. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I actually like this episode quite a bit. Um, I have a problem with it. 
and I don't know if it's the fault of this episode or the fault of last episode. Um, I actually did like the the story with Soren and his family. Well, really, the story with Soren's family, because really Soren had a cameo in this after being absent for episode two. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Am I misremembering? Was Quan badass in the last season, and I just forgot about it? That that very last episode, she was the very last episode okay. with her. Yeah, because she okay. actually is the one that kills that commander that's on there. She causes the explosion. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, she does all sorts of stuff. It, it's just um, I, I'm I, I get Sean. It feels like they're trying really hard now to make her a character. Like, well, what if we made her badass and maybe they're trying to make her. The, the younger daughter, uh, Stark daughter. Er, like Arya? Yeah, what if we make her Arya Stark, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just, um, that, that's a whole other story structure thing which, which we'll touch on, um, I'm sure. Uh, but I think a lot of the reason I like this episode is because the bulk of it was actually focused on on the team and the, the, what's going on with them. Uh, it, it, the show, though, does definitely give you um, a case of blue balls because they promise something at the end of last episode and then don't pay it off in this episode at all. <laughs> and um, I get they're trying to build suspense. You, you know, I'll go back to what we said last week. Critics saw four episodes. We've seen three now. <clears throat> we were told there's more action than last season. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, not yet. Really not. I thought, okay, well, maybe episode three because they're going the physical and they're going to be a- and they're promising action with the way that it, that sets up, right? They're prom- this is this is uh, Ripley and the Marines going into the power plant where the colonists are, right? And then they're going to be attacked by nope, that's not that's not what happened. Um, well, that's going to get into a major theme of why this episode bothers me the the gaslighting idea, and we'll talk about that more. But yeah, this, yeah. that in general. So, um, but to me, other than that, and I, I rolled my eyes with that, I've come to expect it with this show, and I moved on. And other than that, I was I was pretty happy with the episode. All right, sounds good uh, for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's not the episode itself that uh, is is really bothering me uh but it's the the aspects of the episode so for example uh they're in visigard and um it's all indoors so i i just keep on feeling like this is a stage production now because they have like these space station sets and they go well you know what why don't we just turn the space ship sets into uh, indoor buildings uh, and so forth, and so that kind of just bothers me because it just feels like, like very, uh, um, I don't know, boring in a sense. Um, that's one aspect that's bothering me. Um, also, um, uh, Ackerson, I'm not quite sure what they're trying to do with his character um, because, I mean. Do they want us to hate him? Do they want us to like him? Or are they just saying he's just another great character? And and I, I don't I – don't, Gray. I, yeah, but it's stupid because it's like, okay, yeah. okay, good. Uh, uh, John Gotti was nice to his children and gave him candy and Adolf Hitler liked <laughs> the dogs. But, right. But that doesn't make 
them a good guy. So it's like, why do they have this whole story about his father and that stuff to make us feel like he's a good guy when maybe he's not a good guy? So I, it's, it's it's I call that gaslighting too. So it's like, I don't know, it's just stupid. And then, um, I, yeah, I I'll get into that further for sure because I have yeah. a big issue with that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I now understand why Eric, co-host of the Talk Discussions podcast, now does not watch television series until the season's over, because he can't stand um, the fact that they have these stupid cliffhangers, and then you have to wait a whole week. And again, that's what we used to have to do in the olden days when we didn't have VOD uh, or, or Blu-rays. But it's it's kind of annoying, especially when. There has been three episodes now of a season that's only, what, nine, I think, and there's really no action. And obviously, they're, they're, we're assuming there's going to be a lot of action next week. But, again, that's that's, <laughs> that's three yeah. episodes. Say, yeah. I say in the old days, there weren't cliffhangers because everything was, 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 was episodic, right? Yes, it wasn't serialized. True. And right. yes, every now and then you're watching the episode and you're going, gee, there's a whole lot of shit to clean up. What time is it? Oh, it's 8.55. Fuck, this is going to be a two-parter, isn't it? You know, yeah. But that was like yeah. maybe once a season. Right. Yeah. Um, it wasn't every week. And now everything's here. And now they're stretching out stories to take one story and make it an entire season. Yeah. And yeah. Now, like, I know there was a, that if you remember the show Heroes, at least in the first season when it, when it was solid, that it was had a cliffhanger crazy. every week. But it paid it off. It was right? it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth the wait, right? And I think save part the of cheerleader, the, save the world, save the world. I think part of the problem here is they're not paying off the setups, right? Right. I, it's I don't requiring think, us to do a lot of assuming that it's going to get better or it's going to pay this off when it, its history has shown to this point it doesn't. Right and now. No, keep going. You're right. Oh, no, so I was just going to say, so, I mean, again, I know they changed showrunners, but how much have they actually overhauled in regards to actual changes? Like, I could see where people could be frustrated because you're, you're if you were, say, a person who likes Halo, even minimal, like, you know, casually, maybe you're looking for Halo stuff. To this point, so one season and three episodes into season two, does this feel like a like a Halo story, or does this feel like a generic sci-fi story that if it wasn't called Halo, it could be looked at differently, or is it just me? Um, no, I mean I, I agree with you. I also this show makes me think of a show called Space Above and Beyond, which oh yes, when it came out, I loved that show. I watched it in the last couple of years all the way through, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I like this show <laughs> And because it's kind of cheesy. But there was almost always combat in every freaking episode. And whether it was a good or bad show, it had that going for it, where this show is is leaning too much into the drama and not enough into the battles, which is what it's supposed to be about. It's based on a game that's constantly fighting. It's a, like I, I thought Halo was a war game, not a 
Machiavellian behind the scenes machinations. Well, and it's okay to add that stuff, but when it it takes over the show, (laughs) it's not instead of the main theme of what the game was. Yeah, I mean, I don't even play the game, and I can see that it needs more fighting. (laughs) I mean, it's just it's it's one of those things that's just sorely lacking in this show, and especially especially when it's a, a. uh, military sci-fi. Right, well. right. Yeah. It would be like watching 40K, Warhammer 40K movie, which we know we're going to get eventually, and not having any fights, and it's all about just the <laughs> politics. I mean, well, that that would be stupid. Well, I think it's a matter of what story do they choose to tell. And they didn't choose to start with Halo, or Halo 2, or Halo 3. They decided to start with Halo the prequel, whichever installment that was, <laughs> right? Um, that doesn't mean there's no battles. No, you're right. There's that. But it's also, <laughs> hey, you know, all that stuff. Wouldn't you like to see how we ended up with the Master Chief that you all know him of? No, we want to start with the Master Chief that we all know him of. Yep. Right. Um, and I say that as someone who doesn't have any real love for Master Chief because, again, I've only played the first game, and that was, you know, over 15 years ago. Um, but... um. I, I, part of me thinks this is also this, – this, this is just like – well, we said this with um, Last of Us where they said, well, they just didn't want to replicate any of the video gamey stuff, which meant all the zombie stuff got cut out. Um, and in this case, the showrunners are very proud of the fact that they didn't like look at any of the Halo material before they made the Halo series. And it's like – that's that, – that's not only doesn't make any sense. It's, it's unforgivable. It's insulting is to, to – and I say this yes. again. I'm saying this as someone who would not consider himself a fan of the way people who are fans of Halo. I just like – I played the first game. I like the first game. It's insulting to the fans, right? And to um, those of us who just know that things should at least follow some structural format from what they come from. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get into the extraneous storylines. Um. And, and that is Soren, and that is Quan, and it's not just a case of liking or not liking the character. Um, I, I was thinking about this uh, um, this week. I was trying to think of it in metaphors. Like, okay, so imagine like Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. George Lucas realized, you know, we need another character um, because you know uh, there were criticisms that the original Star Wars was was too white. So they said, ah, can you get a black character in here? And said, oh, you know that they make a good point. And they found a way to bring Lando Calrissian into Empire Strikes Back that felt like an organic part of that storyline. Yeah, they didn't start with Lando Calrissian. They didn't have an entire separate subplot with just Lando Calrissian. He was an yeah. integral part of the storyline with Han and Luke and 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 Leia. In both that and in Return of the Jedi, and and became a character the fans did love. They didn't do a completely separate thing of him off on his own, and you're going, when the fuck does this ever match up? What does this have to do with Darth Vader and the Empire? And what is this? There's no he's going off on a vision quest, and and there are these characters. And like I said, I like uh, Bo Kim Woodbine. I like uh, him as an actor. Um, I like the idea of the character. I like the fact that you know, he he was in briefly the first episode and now uh, disappeared for the second and is back for the third. His character and makes it, more sense from the perspective of at least he was a Spartan. Quan's doesn't because she really was part of none of it except how they pushed her into the first season. 
Well, not only that, but it's also, um, I, I would argue, uh, that the, the, even though the, uh, Soren makes sense as a character, his story arc really was unnecessary to much of what's gone on in the show up to this point. They've now brought him in and they've hooked him up with, Palsy. So maybe, yeah. maybe at least, they, at least they connected those. Now, what's going on with his family, and why we gave a shit about what was going on with his wife and Quan and the rubble and all that? I still have no idea why we should care about any of that. Yeah. And that's still off on its own. And it's not necessarily that they're badly done. Although I think the Quan story was badly done last year. It's that we don't care about that story. We want the story that we want to. I, I really feel like they would have been better in making this a 30-minute show, focusing just on the the, the, cat, on the on the the four core characters, and put all their budgets into 30 minutes, save them, and, and so that was a little bit more bang for your buck, a little bit more bang per minute than if they then then you make a five-hour show instead of a 10-hour show. Um, I want to get. I want to get back to one other point you made when you were talking about um, the the filmmakers and them not playing the games. I think we're in this age of hubris, like that article that Phil read was talking about, where the person creating this other medium thinks they know better than the author. Like, for example, Dune. Now, Dennis Villeneuve is saying that Craig Herbert intended Paul Atreides to be the villain. It's just such a simplistic understanding of the story that I just think this it's just going around the the hubris of these creators. They think they know better than anything else how things should be done. And it's just an unfortunate turn of events for most things that are being created these days. Well, the thing I was going to throw into you, and this is sort of ties in with this, is like if you guys remember the HBO uh, series Rome, like yeah. it was a great series, but it was. there was a lot of times where we felt blue ball because every time it came for a big battle, you got sword smashing and then it would it jump to the end. So yeah, you did like yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that you were looking forward to seeing in regards to the actual battles. You did not get to see, and I get that was like because that at that time it was the most expensive series in TV had that I ever had. I guess if I recall correctly, and then. The showrunner at the time had planned to do like five seasons of Rome and then was told by HBO halfway through his writing the second season that, oh, we're canceling you. So you get this done in season two. So basically 20 years of history is just basically glossed over so you can get to the end. Yeah. And like if the showrunner talks about that, that it's like you – there's so much you have to share if you're aware of about any of that history and it, you, you weren't able to do it because of that situation. And just, again, it's just weird that when you're looking like this series where you have showrunners who admit they don't look at the source material. So then why are you doing this? Or like, they think they know it better than the actual yeah, author. And then we get the Herald <laughs> protagonist argument, yeah. which you have to bitched about before about the stand where we're going to do, we know better than Stephen King. We're going to rewrite characters and stories and it's not going to make sense, but we're going to do it because that's what it feels well, well, like. Even, even, even uh, your analogy, uh, Barrett, with saying Paul Atreides is supposed to be the villain. That's that's, yeah. like, ridic- that's like ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, he's referring to he, well, I, he's referring to Dune Messiah, and when you're in an interview, maybe he doesn't have time to get into the, the nuances of it. 
Right. Even, um, in, Dune, but, but, even but, in Dune Messiah, it's it's but, more but of a gray than he's the yeah, villain. But, but, but it doesn't even matter about Dune Messiah because this is an adaption of the first book. True. Well, he's making he's making Messiah as the next film. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. But I still don't think that Frank Herbert intended him as a villain. And he um, may have been, and he may have been oversimplifying. That, that that's the kind of thing where I'm going to wait for the product before I judge what's said in an interview. Um, yeah. Well, it's a big thing out there on the internet now. People talking about oh, yeah, Paul Atreides being the villain. So it yeah. just drives me insane when everything's simplified that way. Then that's when we get shitty stories. All right. Well, that is true. But so, inter- so let's internet get... overreacts to things is not exactly right, right, the idea. But but let's let's get get get. But but also, what's not a uh, old idea either. So, is, so is I have a question show, for you guys. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. When, oh, when a, when a, it, it is also not new when a showrunner or a movie director thinks that they know more than the writer. Yes, I know that. Yeah, which is which right. is unfortunate. Now the thing is, like what happened to Rome is is a, the problem with movies, TV uh, is as opposed to novels uh, is that it's a much more like collaborative process and the, the creative people aren't always the ones that have final say. Um, no. Admittedly, in a book, yes, you have editors and publishers that can say, I don't like this ending. We're not going to publish it if you keep this ending. And until you get to some to Stephen King heights of of uh, popularity, you, you kind of have to dance a little bit to their tune. Or you self-publish. Or you self-publish, but that <laughs> – but again, that's but then you don't make any money. I know self-publishing people that make no, but, lots but, of you, money. But are they, but are they people who established themselves before they went to self-publishing? All right. Well, we'll get them on. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. So, so, yeah, so, right, right, right. Stephen King now could self-publish and he'd still make the same amount of money. But anyway, get, right. get, get to But regardless, that's, that's not the thing here. But I don't get the sense like this. Like we aren't getting the sense that this is mandates from on high. This is as to how to I'm do not. it. I'm not. Yeah. This is – there's an IP out there, and it, it's just them deciding to do what they, they want to do. They spent so long trying to get this made um, in various versions as films um, before they finally went to a TV series. Uh, they, they've been working on this is the version that they wanted to do. This is the one that they said, yes, this is the one we'll pull the trigger on. Yeah. Right. They wanted to make sure they got it right, and no, they didn't. So, um, so I was going to ask a question on a side yeah, thing. No, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but in the first episode of this season, when they're trying to get the people off the or to get off the planet before it's glassed, and the crazy people are like, <laughs> "No, no, no, we want to get glassed." Um, there's a sequence where the woman says something to Master Chief about he has to find his faith. Then in episode three, but, the but she, also of, sa- she also says you're going to die soon too. So. Yeah. But, but well, I thought she was, said he had to find him himself or something like that. Did, was it actually Faith? I thought it was Faith. But then the thing is, is in episode three, the mother of Perez mentions to him that you have the devil following you. So I'm like, what is this mystery now that well, they're attaching well, to it? Right? I, I did read something about that, and a lot of people think that it really means nothing about the devil because what it is is because he's so powerful – um, when he w- wipes out Covenant, they begin to call him the Demon. So the Covenant, the aliens, he is nicknamed the Demon. So when you say the Demon, that means 
uh, Master Chief. So but he's being followed by the devil, is what the woman says. Yeah, then I don't know what that. I, means, I I would think if I had to guess, and this is a complete and total utter guess, might be Maki, right? With him seeing the, the, the visions of her, although they're not necessarily visions. Right, right, right. That that's a fair one. It could be that. Just a thought. But but again, they're they're going into. Uh, whether that article uh, I posted to you guys to read offline or not, not because I thought it was any good, but because the article <laughs> made the point, which is it's not following yeah. the game. Um, but but the the cat problem with all this crap about Master Chief is at least one point that made a little sense, even if it's a little simplification in that article, is the problem with Master Chief is they're making him a three-dimensional character instead of the two-dimensional character that he is in a game where everybody bounces off him rather than him creating the story. It's it's like Cortana – it's almost like Cortana is the soul of the video game and Master Chief is the machinations to get those goals done. And and here they're making Master Chief have all this backstory and 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 you know the demon and the angel on the shoulder and then of course the you know the every man uh having inner demons and all this other stuff and and that's none none of that's really in the game except with his uh, loss of Cortana when 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 she gets wiped out and and becomes like quote unquote a minor a gray villain and is replaced by weapon in the game. So besides that, he really never shows these emotions that they're showing in this this show. And it's like this isn't this isn't the Master Chief that we necessarily know. Well, I'm okay with that. I think it's 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 widening his character, but. I, I want to get into the gaslighting <laughs> that I think is yep. going on. We have gaslighting of Master Chief that we know is gaslighting because we know the plot. Right. <laughs> We're being told he's being gaslit. And when that goes on for more than an episode, it becomes very frustrating when you know right. it's happening. And then we're being gaslit with possible battles that might come to try and tantalize us to keep watching the show. And both those things are what is most driving me crazy about the show right now in season two. I was going to say, I pointed this out like with movies, like you're watching a horror movie called Howl at the Moon and there's people who are getting killed on the night of the full moon. And the audience is well, well aware there's a fucking werewolf. There was a werewolf in the movie posters, a werewolf in the ads. And the entire cast runs around the movie 15 minutes going, wonder what could be doing all these murders. Right. And you're like, oh, my God. You know, and you know where it's going. And I appreciate at least the fact that they gave us a reason that we know now that that Master Chief is being gaslit, right? That that it wasn't that they didn't believe him or that there wasn't footage or any other backup. It's that they that now they know it, but they're just not willing to they don't want anybody to know that they know. But the fact that they have all his people abandon him immediately, that just doesn't feel real to me because that's a whole that's a whole other issue. Um, yeah. It's well, admittedly he lied to them. He did, but still there would be so some just, loyalty. So I get there. that. And they're, they're, they're confused. So I don't, that I don't, uh, it's, um, doesn't bother as much as some of the other points that are bothering you. Yeah. It's, it's a, to me, that's a minor thing. And, and I don't feel like they're completely away from him at this point. I think it's just, a, they're questioning what's going on because it's they don't know what to make of anything. 
Yeah, it's a blip. But they're going to be back to them. We know that. And they'll be back. Know. And they'll, yeah, yeah. We know. But, that's but, the right, problem they, with that. They, right. And the thing is that they're 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 dragging out a story that they they that we all know they're getting to, and it's the story that people are tuning in to see. And I, I compared. I said this when we did the first season. This is like um, any number of those, uh, like the Marvel TV shows, where you're tuning in because you want to see Daredevil. And you want to see Daredevil, and like they're just waiting. They don't put him in the fucking suit until the very last episode of the the, the show, right? It's a guy running around in in in, in a, a black uh, t shirt and and, uh, and a and a bandana until the very last episode where he gets his Daredevil costume, and then he's like, okay, next season. And the next season they get rid of the costume immediately. You know, just they just can't give the audience what it is that they're tuning in for. They always have to give us all the backstory to lead up to the thing that you tuned in to see in the first place um the fact that i think that's why jessica jones probably worked well is because they kind of gave you that right out the gate and nobody wanted to see her in a costume um it's here we we're here if we're playing this you want to see master chief fight the covenant i think of um last year so you had the super mario movie was the second biggest movie of the year last year now it does start with mario being just a, a plumber being a plumber by about 30 minutes into the movie, you're on to Mario being Mario, right? You're, you're, you're fully yep. embracing the Mario tropes. So they don't waste too much time getting there. And I know it's a stretch to compare Mario to Halo. These are both things that have existed forever, that people have wanted to see a movie forever. And this feels more like the Bob Hoskins Mario Brothers than the... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just going to say that. that's like an excellent thing though, because you look, you're taking two games, and yes, you can say one's a movie, one's a series, but one, I'm assuming the people didn't say, hey, we had nothing to do with the Mario backstory or anything. We're just going to come and change this. And then you have the, the stuff with the Halo. It's just it's so funny that Super Mario, like you were saying, was like the second biggest movie last year. It was fun. It was rewarding for anyone who has been in the Mario um, era at any time. Like you just, it was just fun and enjoyable. I, you know, I wanted to come in and I want every series that we want to be or watch to be enjoyable, to be fun, and to have us lots have lots of fun stuff to talk about. I am not excited about talking about stuff where it just feels like the showrunners don't give a fuck about you. And they're no, and like you said, like you, well, all of you said, they all know better than everyone else. Which, I mean, that's great, but it's not providing what people are looking for or wanting in what they well, assume. Well, well that, but that's a gaslighting too, because they don't know better than the rest of us. You, I mean, I mean, you can, you don't have to be uh, a football well, that's player. That's the arrogance. To, yeah, right. that's, that's the well, well, that's that that yeah, that's what you see because you don't have to be a football player to to know the rules of the game and whether or not a play is bad. And and the thing is 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 you can you you don't have to be the creator of the TV show to know the Halo universe and play have, having played all the games. So it's it's yeah that that's it's hubris and and, and well, I think part of what's what's right about adaptations. Um, is choosing the right adaptation, choosing the right medium. And Mario Brothers was not going to work as a 10-episode HBO Max miniseries, right? 
Um, I did like the, the uh, Pedro Pascal skit on SNL, though, about Mario Kart. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> anyway, back, back but, to what you said. Right, when they did, there's, there, there were plenty of complaints, and I think deserve it, when they adapted World War Z, something that should have been probably an HBO miniseries at that point, ten years ago, into a two-hour film. Because it it forced you to change a lot about the book to make it more accessible and more conventional and better fitting in that. That caused you to lose a lot of the essence of the book. And here, by doing these hour-long introspective character dramas, that's not Halo. No. (laughs) But we're just, again, we're arguing the same thing we're arguing every week, which is – this is not what they should be doing, and this is what they are doing, and it's the same complaints every week because it's not changing what it is. Yeah, and whether it's good or not doesn't matter because it's not Halo. We're not getting what we should be getting, which is battles and Master Chief fighting, and he's fighting against the humans instead of the aliens. <laughs> <sighs> And I guess you can you can have people being evil and doing evil stuff because that's part of the story. But when you have the like we've talked about before, the whole Walking Dead thing, where the zombies become the afterthought in a zombie series because we're so wrapped up in all the humans are terrible and they're all trying to kill each other and screw each other over just because. Like, but that was. The comic right. too, right? That was at least true to the comic. No, but we don't. I don't really care. Yeah, it was. I, 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 but who cares about the? I, I see Sean's analogy, but who cares about Walking Dead? The point here is there is no human machinations at all, really, in any of the games. So it's like, why do we even have it here? I can get what you're well, saying. Well, if we like, just it was in the comic book for Walking Dead, sure, fine, whatever. Even though for television series, it's it's not as good, but. For Halo, that's not even in it. So what were you saying, Barrett? If we just had the game, it, that might not be right either. So I understand changing for different mediums because you're not going to have like a first-person view as they just kill aliens through the whole show, which would be what the game would basically be with some cutscenes. Right, but but we're talking now uh, one one whole season and a third of another – I mean a quarter of another season, and where, where, where are the, where's the Covenant? No, I agree with that. I'm just saying you can't go all the way the other direction either. They had to make some of that machinations that aren't in the game because they're adding some drama. That's all they're doing. But why couldn't they do... But why couldn't they have done Predator where all that crap is in with, the you know, Dylan and, and the... the seven or whatever they are uh, rescue team that Schwarzenegger leads and and then the woman they pick up as a, as a hostage or whatever and they could have done all that instead of all this this machinations of that's not even ha- even close to so they, they could have had them they could, yeah, yeah they exactly. could have done they a tight a tight storyline that just was hey we're gonna see the halo squad as they fight and right. it could have been a good story exactly. that's not the story they chose to tell Right, and and, and if they're going to tell this story, that's fine, but you have to have at least fighting. You have to have the aliens. Again, the problem being the fights cost money, and 
they don't want to make well, fifty million they, dollar an episode movie uh, TV series. Well, they, they should have had had uh, flashbacks during them in the jungle of of the the Halo or you know the other mountains. Of but the that's Halo. the and, and, flashbacks and, don't cost any less money to make, Phil. No, no, but they, they could have had, they could have had the little battles at the, every so often within, and then they could have a flashback of of how he meets Cortana or how they 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 became a crew or something, you know, or or whatever. I I don't know. I I don't. I think they could have done something like Predator because Predator, the, it's just a jungle. I know I know it was Mexico and, and it took a while. It was a pain in the ass to, to film there and whatever, but a lot of it was just the jungle. So. And the suspense of that, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Your, your point's fair, Mike, but I, I just think they they The problem is that they already committed to this, and they committed to this years ago. Yeah. And it, it I don't, what are they going to, I mean, I don't know what they should, I don't, like, there's some fans who'd be just perfectly happy if the show started out with Pablo coming out and going, all that shit that happened in the first season Fuck it, we're starting over again. Yeah, and there would be a lot of people who go, "Yay!" Um, but but that that would require a for them to admit the admitting that they made a mistake. Uh, it would mean you know getting rid of people that they they have on contract, um, stuff that they've already committed to. Then they're not going to do that. So this is the show that we have. Like it or not, this is the show we have. Yeah, they'll cancel it before they make that big a change. <laughs> because I, it, it, because even then you're going to have to redevelop a whole lot of things, and that would be problematic. Maybe um, Netflix can take it over and they can redo the series. Well, I don't really have faith different. in that. I don't even have faith in them necessarily either. But you know, I, I mean, it, it really just comes down to all the damn source material, you know, like One Piece did, you know, I mean, that's all you got to do. So you got to, dude, I just, I just got Crunchyroll, I subscribed to that, and I'm watching Nair Automata, which is based off a, a video game. Now, it's an anime, so it's it's a little different, so it's not going to be as big, and Animata, Nair Automata, you know, sold uh, one-sixth amount of, of what other games, you know, Halo sold, but, but they're falling the universe and the story perfectly in that anime. And it's awesome. So I look at it, I'm watching it over the weekend with my kids and it's like unbelievable that these folks over here created something that the fans are going to love versus Halo, which is like, where's Halo? Halo? Well, look at the Lord of the Rings versus Rings of Power. I mean, right. Peter Jackson's Lord of yeah. the Rings was great. Or even just The Hobbit. He didn't really care about that, and it didn't turn out so great. Um, yeah, no, that, that was terrible. So it's you're never guaranteed, I guess. And all these decisions, like Mike said, are made so far in advance that once the problem is there, it doesn't go away. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's 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 stop because I'm sure the listeners are here not to have us complain and, about and we, the series every week. Yeah, so let, let's let's talk about this episode itself and and uh, see uh, what we get out of it. Um, and and uh, if if listeners have their thoughts too, they they can again email us uh, with the dark discussions at aol dot com with Halo in the subject and uh, uh, your topic. Um, all right, so where do we want to begin on this episode here? Uh, even though all that stuff was valid that we were talking about because of um, the things that were happened. 
So why don't we talk about the Ackerson stuff? We can move. Yeah, I was going to say the most interesting part is we find out Ackerson's deep-seated motivations regarding Halsey, which I thought was a fairly interesting reveal. All right, uh, uh, list it out for for the listeners. What what is it? So it turns out that his sister was in the Spartan program and was a failed one, but we find out that she didn't fail-fail. She failed because she had some type of disease or something that caused her to die and she just couldn't make it at least right. that's what i got out of it is that what everybody else got yep that's what, that's I, got. what I got too yeah yeah, yeah. So it was bad luck uh you know people unfortunately get illnesses and, and pass away um yeah now he she could have been biologically screwed up because of a lot of this crap that, that they they inject these people with but either way right. um yeah she 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 passed away because of uh and their their little sparring is really one of my favorite scenes in the episode where, you know, he's basically going to leave her and he's kind of a dick when he's going to leave. And uh, she is she comes out and tells him this story about her sister <laughs> and ends the same way he ended. And it's it's just a really good scene, I thought, between those two actors. Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. It was good. I. I I not quite sure how I feel about the whole thing though because again my my problem was is are they trying to make us feel good and like him or are we supposed to, I mean I don't know it's just it's just it was, it's well if they both he and Halsey both have qualities that could be good but I think they're both finding their way to um to hell yeah. You know, he's his is based seemingly on revenge and hers is based solely on like what she thinks is logic. And she's kind of a psychopath. Right. She she thinks she's going to save the human race. Yeah, she's Um, so she's just playing crazy. And so they both have their major issues. And I would say that neither are gray. They're both evil. In their I own was, way, I, I would say they're they're evil, yeah, because because they are. I mean, she, you know, she she kidnapped kids and 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 all that. That's just horrible. And he yeah. he's saying, well, we'll just let all the humans die so we can all escape. Well, didn't you know? she like kill Master Chief's family too? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. So. I mean, so she yeah. didn't just steal the kids; she yeah. killed their families so she could take them with no repercussions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's just plain evil. She doesn't care about people. She cares about what she's doing. Right. Well, just like the story she told the last episode about the, the pomegranate tree and how she burned down the tree just because yeah. she could. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I, that's that's like okay. I know. I think with this, I'm not sure. This is the kind of thing that you you do see, where people in charge fear how the public is going to handle something. Uh, and so in the name of avoiding a panic, they just don't tell them the truth. Um, I, I don't know if there's any more to that, because you could also bring up, uh, I can't remember what the town was, um, where Churchill allowed uh, a city to be bombed, yeah. because to reveal that, to evacuate the town would have revealed that they had dra- uh, uh, cracked the uh, the German code. That's right. And the Enigma. It, so, yep. you know, so I don't know... Um, and if this is in any way comparable to that, 
Uh, are you saying on Ackerson's end that you're not sure about him being on, on Ackerson's end or the government's end that they're, you know, is there, are they letting this happen in, in the hopes of getting a greater victory later on? Well, here's why I think Ackerson is evil. First, he's torturing Halsey with all these uh, clones of his sister that die in front of her. I don't think that's like the hallmark of a good person. And then he can keep that secret. I totally understand that, too. But he should tell Master Chief. He didn't have to gaslight Master Chief. He could have told them, this is what we're doing, and this well, is why Master we're Chief doing it. Tell other people. I mean, that this is... He the, could. The point, the point of keeping the secret is that you, you try to keep the secret. But the secret's already out because they saw them, so... Is it? I think it is. I mean, people have seen it are, are dead. Nobody knows it except for Master Chief, and people aren't sure what to make of Master and, Chief right now. And Perez. And Perez. And Perez. I mean, and that would have been definitely out if they were not induced to, you know, to think that it hadn't happened. But the more right. people you tell, the, the the more likely it is to get out. Well, now, well, I get that, but the chain of command. All right, all right. Then you you don't gaslight. What you do is you call in Perez and you call in Chief and the, and say we uh, yeah we, we 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 believe you. We got it all on tape. Whatever. However, we have to keep it on the down low because of this 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 and this. And you guys have signed yeah, but you're contracts. You're talking about gaslighting, Chief. Where as opposed to just letting the entire planet get get glassed. Right, that's right? completely different. So, that's that's just evil. Well, no, because we don't know why they're letting the planet get glassed. Because they think they're going to lose. And by not including people that could help in that decision, you're right. definitely going to be glassed because you're not even thinking outside the box. Go back. I'll go back to the the Churchill thing, right? What's the the rationale for it? What's the consequence? And that's what I'm not really getting is like, what's their plan? Why are they letting the planet get glassed? Well, the admiral figures it out. The admiral is is the admiral. The admiral figures it out, but it doesn't say why they're letting it happen. Well, and that's yet another person that's found out now. So. I just think if you went with the chain of command, they are military. You say, this is top secret. You can't tell anybody. I mean, he. the more they gaslight him, the more he's going to go outside the chain of command, which is what we're well, seeing. And well, they've already shown that they are willing to sacrifice civilians and their own troops. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't think it's a situation where they're like, now's the time you're going to pull your conscience. Like, you don't have a conscience. At least you're not oper- or like showing that you operate with one. So, yeah, it just, it, it, it's a question of, like, are they going to pay off all of this and explain all of this? Or is it just going to be, well, plop to the next thing. Don't think about that. Look at the shiny thing over here. Like, that's what I'm almost at this point starting to wonder, if they are going to explain any of this stuff that they've made us trudge through. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, and now that the war is about to happen, Reach is about to be glassed, because that's what basically what happens uh, if you know the, the Halo lore. Um, is Ackerson even at fault now? Because it happened even quicker than, than they had even a chance to even get anybody off the planet anyway. So, so it wouldn't have made matter. a difference, right? Yeah, so it doesn't even matter at this point, you know, except that we know that he's willing to sacrifice uh something whether whether it's like you said mike because of a 
you know, they broke the Enigma code or not, or if it's something else, I, I don't know. Well, and he's getting off the planet, though. Well, he's right. getting off the planet. Yeah, I, I, I had to leave you here, Dad. Sorry, I can't take you with me. That's not explained. <laughs> yeah, 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 Why yeah, can't yeah. he send his dad? You'd think he'd be the one person that would. Yeah, yeah you, all, you all go fly into the... The, the twin towers and, and have forty five virgins, but I'll 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 survive and, and keep on living. You know, that, that's basically <laughs> what, what what's happening here. He still gets to go while other people die in, in, because of him. And technically, so right, it's, how many millions have... are supposed to be on the planet or on reach? Right. Well, and he, and he even sacrifices his own father too. It's just like the whole thing's just weird. It's just like I can't. He's so well, but he's supposed to feel also... so. Doesn't have a lot of life left, would be my guess. Yeah, I would so guess probably. Yeah, but I'll always say the Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004, when the the guy says uh, that's about to turn into a zombie, he goes, "We all want that last breath," and and it's true. So it's like, but they, he also says that they they had this conversation. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Some people are. Father knows it's coming. Apt, yeah. Some people are apt to say, you know, I don't have much time left, and I mean, you, you know. We have people in the Netherlands and in Canada pressing buttons to suicide uh, legally by the government. So these things are, are now becoming more common. So, all right, fair enough. I'll, it, I'll let it go. It makes me question, though, the, uh, like, it feels disingenuous for you to have him gaslighting the fuck out of everybody um, and then have this moment where he's, he's – Even the admiral, too. Right, just like he has that moment of like, oh, this is bad and I feel so bad about this. Well, right. I don't like how I don't it, believe like, it. <laughs> it's like, exactly. So he doesn't give a I, shit about anybody. Yeah. yeah. But but no, I, I see where you're coming from, though, Mike. Uh, you know, you're, you're not necessarily agreeing that that he's a good guy, but you're, you're trying to I'm just, I'm just decipher, trying to say, decipher trying, something. Right. Yeah. Is to see what his motivation is. Because they're doing yeah, it I'm, for not, a reason. I'm not sure he's as evil as Halsey, for sure. Halsey is just downright evil. No, I, I think, think it's just a matter of, of rationalization. Is how does he justify it to himself? And Halsey yeah. is just yeah, doing he, things where there's there's flat outright oh, evil. Um, yeah, things that yeah. have to be done. Right. In this case, you know, he's coming to the rationalization that we, we we can't save all these people. They're all dead anyway. Why bother telling them that? Right, right. right. And it could create it could create more chaos throughout not just this planet, but Every other planet. planets as well. Anything yeah. nearby, people might try to leave. So yeah, I'll tell you one thing though. Once this planet's classed, it's going to cause chaos to all those other <laughs> yeah. planets anyway. So it doesn't yes, matter. Yes, it is. Well, that's not not well. That's the thing, and that this is not to get political here. But when we had the pandemic, and they first said, "Don't wear masks." And then they said, do wear masks. And they, and it, they didn't say don't wear masks because they made a mistake or because they were wrong. They knew they were telling, they were not being honest with people because they were afraid of starting a panic. And they were afraid the people who really needed the masks weren't going to be able to get the masks. And, but right. then they're concerned. They don't understand why people don't believe them about other things later on. Right. If you start by lying to people and then get found out, don't be shocked when they don't listen to you. And, you're exactly right that if this comes out, that the planet is glassed and they knew about it and didn't tell anybody, who's going to listen to them in the future? Yeah, absolutely. And and but I I would concur that Ackerson's evil is more more bureaucratic and yeah yeah and hard decision evil versus uh, Halsey, who's just a psychopath. Yes. At uh, the end of the day, they're both evil. Oh, for sure. 
That's just different. Yeah. Whatever oh, layer oh, yeah. of evil you want, right? Oh, oh yeah, I, I, w- I would put both of them on the death penalty and, 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 and have no problems having them executed. And, I'm not, and I don't even follow the death penalty. I don't even believe in it. But the, these people are scum. Absolutely scum. Um, so, I, and that's what pissed me off about, about this episode with his character, even if it is one of the more interesting aspects of the entire episode, was... I didn't feel sorry for him. I said, oh, I, I didn't either. I, I, yeah. I, I go, this guy's just, you, you suck. You know, I liked him <laughs> his first two episodes because I said, all right, you know, he may be legit. But the moment we found out that he was gaslighting at the end of last episode, and then this whole episode, when they try to make me like him as a character, it's like, oh, come on. Just like Daenerys. They were trying to make us like Daenerys in Game of Thrones for the whole fucking eight seasons or whatever it was. And I was like, Dude, she's actually she's she's crucifying people. She's burning. No, I'm not falling for it. And I was I'm right. I'm still not with you on that. I think she was not like her family history. They went crazy and became that way. And I think that's what happened to her. All right, right, right. She may be cluster A rather than cluster B, and that's fair. Yeah. But but she was still evil, whether whether or not she she, she yeah she she was doing evil acts. I don't know that she was necessarily. In control of her mind right. at that point. I think right, she's right, probably right, crazy right. at that point. Yeah. Right, right. She'd probably be thrown into a mental institution rather than being uh, executed. But, but back then, yeah, she was like an empress and wanted to kill everything. So no, <laughs> she I had think to be killed. Just, I, yeah, I think they just wanted to make they – they're trying to make the characters nuanced and try to give them some dimension. And some of that may be like give the actors something to play with. Yeah, but did yeah. this make you feel at any empathy for the character at all? Uh, it certainly no. didn't for me. Yeah, yeah, that that no. that was my that's my point. Like, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. you basically said what I wanted to say. In, in, well, in because it's it was so transparent, how right? Can, how can we make this people feel bad for this character? Let's give them a a, a parental figure who is dying of dementia or Alzheimer's or some other disease that for some weird reason we haven't cured in five hundred years. Uh, and, and give him a sister that died because of Halsey, and there we have it. He can't be as bad as her. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a little unfortunate. Um, but, you know. But I also agree that it's good to have a, a villain who isn't purely a mustache twirler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just have yeah. to write them well though. That's the difference, right? Yeah. Well well and, and they don't have to they don't have to try to make us like them either. And I felt this was a little too over the top to make us feel sorry for him rather than making him nuanced, you know what I'm saying? And and I think it would be better if they'd given us that part of the character before they pretty much already confirmed that he's a villain. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that would have been really... If we had learned about the father first, it would have made a difference in how we felt towards that scene. Yeah. Imagine if you would cut back after his first interaction with Master Chief. You have him visiting with the father. You don't necessarily have this particular, the farewell scene. You know, where where, where he says, I know that the whole world's going to get blown up in a minute. Um, But you just have another scene to develop that and establish that. Yeah, right. And you go, oh, this is who the guy is. This is, and then, and then, you, you, then you really get go. Okay, no, he's just a dick. Right, right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, anything else about Ackerson? All right, so let's move on to another story. So. 
What about Master Chief? Let's let's talk about him. Uh, obviously, he's getting all flustered and and he's being gaslight. And he's actually playing the gaslight and pretty good because he's confused and he's like, I, I, "I'm not imagining this. I, I I'm not. I, I I don't know." And then everybody else around was like, "Dude, you're you're nuts." And yet he's right. And so I feel that's working correct. But again, this isn't what what I want to see from Master Chief. I want to see him. Uh, be strong. Him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's supposed to I be don't need alpha. to see him as human. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be alpha no matter what. I I I understand that there's alpha people in the world that can be empathetic and cry. And, yes. that, and yeah. that's fair. And and even even Master Chief with Cortana in the games gets all both sad and and flustered and angry when when she gets you know, what taken out and all that. However, that was in the middle of the battles and it was with Cortana one-on-one and here he's being gaslit. And, and I, I don't know. I, I, Again, we know it. So it's really annoying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I, I, uh, what's his name? Robin Cook's a great author. He's one of the best. But some of his later books were just like that. We already knew the story. And then he has the two lead characters, the guy and the woman, doing the exact thing, going through you know the pyramid or whatever. And it's like, we already know the answer. But we have to read two chapters or three chapters of them explaining it through those two characters so that they understand catch up to what we already know because you know we learn through other characters and it's like you said mike with the 15 minutes of the werewolf and we already know it's a werewolf so yeah it's it's just unfortunate it's 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 like you said barrett we we already know and so why do we have to see master chief well the the other problem is who is the character we're following we're following master chief if i'm wanna if i'm following sherlock holmes i want to see a mystery i don't want to see an action movie right um This is Master Chief. Master Chief is not a master sleuth. Um, it it would have been nice if maybe they partnered him up with someone who I don't know had some intelligence and whom he could have internal dialogue with. They can you know maybe walk him through all this mystery solving stuff. Uh, but I don't know where they would possibly get that from. Um, but, yeah, it, this 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 is not. Who wants to watch Master Chief solve mysteries? I it want to just, watch Master Chief kill shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery is how many is he going to kill in this episode? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, and it's a good thing right. that we took. We don't have the Cortana because it's we wouldn't want her involved in the series either, right? Like I, well, I guess that's another whole issue with the show. <laughs> Uh, so, but hey, they know better. So, yeah, because in in the video game, Cortana is the is is the secondary lead basically uh, up until the last game when when basically she's replaced with weapon because like a lot of franchises, they characters die off or whatever. But here, she's not even a secondary character. It's it's just she's not even the co lead. It's like well, what I happened. Mean- in the game, she's a game mechanic, right? That's really right, what she is. Right. She is, yeah. She she's Navi from from uh from Legend of Zelda uh is like where it's just a little 
the little helper assistant to help walk the player through the game, and especially in the earlier levels, uh, or to explain things to the character. Um, and, and then she's developed as the series goes on into a into a character, but she's there from the beginning. Right. And that's how she should have been there, and she would have provided a voice, so that way Master Chief could have had a dialogue with someone, so that we can get to know Master Chief better when he's say off alone, murdering things, which he's not doing. <laughs> murdering things, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I mean, look, in fairness, right, he does actually. No, joking aside, he's not a detective, but he does kind of solve the mystery of Halo in the first game, but he does it by killing things and finding <laughs> basically the text telling you this is the thing that's happening, right? Um, and Cortana giving you the, the info all along the way, right? Yeah, it's um, and helping you decode stuff. He's not the archaeologist. He's just finding the artifacts. Point him and shoot stuff. That's what he's supposed to do. Right. Ugh. Right, so here... He's just being gaslit, and he's going to – I don't even know if he's going to be assigned to fight or he's just going to be in the middle of the battle because the aliens, the Covenant, just just landed and, and, and start wiping out people. And he just picks up a gun and starts fighting. So I, I don't know how it's going to be, but we'll find that out next episode. But this episode – that's the, that was the whole problem of the story is everything he says – and does in this, we already know, and we know he's he's being gaslit. And, yeah, then, and that'll I, work for a little bit, but it's, it's it, it, we're going on to three episodes of this now. Yeah, there's a thing too, like you know when you're leading your your um, viewers so that they know something the characters don't for a little bit, but you don't stretch it over a season or however long they're going to do it. It just because you're just going to lose, like you're going to lose interest yeah. if you're just yeah. seeing the same thing every time, right? Yeah, and, and they have done it now for, for a third of the season. Um, and you could argue the third of the season. season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, anything else that we have to talk about with Master Chief's story? Yeah, I guess not. Um, all right. So, where do we want to go now? Do we want to go with? Uh, um, Quan and 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 Soren's wife. Let's do that, I guess. Um, it's really the next big story, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, it's the only other one that's left. Yeah, well, they do. We do have the little thing about where he talks to the old with Riz admiral. and her stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah well, well, and, and the and the old admiral as well when he re meets up with her. Oh yeah, that's a cool. Yeah, story. yeah, yeah. So we, we got that. Also too. quite revealing. Yeah. So, so what's what's uh, which one do you want to talk about out of those three? Riz's story, the admiral, old ex-admiral story, or the Quan Soren's uh, story? Well, I mean, if we're going to do side stories with the characters of the team, like having a crisis of faith that Riz seems to be having from her trauma and stuff, that I'm fine. Like that's that's okay. At least if there's you can tie it back. To whatever we're we're dealing with at this time, sure. Um, sure. And and honestly, I like that character a lot from season yes. one, uh, more than even Kai. And so I'm, I'm kind of glad they're developing her character, even if 
it's isn't necessarily related to the video game Halos, but at least they're developing a, another character that that is of interest. I feel, but anyway, continue, Sean. But yeah, no, just the idea of like her story stuff is like there's something that can at least that can be a draw of sorts, and then the the guy that the other the blind gentleman that is like sort of helping her, you know, the like there's I, I like those characters, so that's the and at least I can. I, to myself at least, can explain how this would be something that you could have within the universe and it's not feeling um, pushed in there or shoved in there or jury-rigged in there kind of thing. Um, it just it feels like it's something that, okay, this is real. This is something that we could deal with. How is she going to go through the process? Right. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I, I must say that in most of the the Halo stories that I've at least every game I've played and I've played a good many of them there, there's never been any any relationships at all meaning uh marriages or dating so it is it's strange to see all this in in TV series but again if you're you know going to focus on the towns I guess you got to bring in the people and stuff um and um, they're they're being inclusive, obviously, too, based off of that type of relationship. But it's just interesting that uh, they they chose to go with relationships of, of characters um, that you know that that aren't there in in the stories. Uh, meaning the the, the emotions. You get Riz's story, of, right? Yeah, you get Kai, yeah. who is like looking to go out on her own. Yeah. And but we don't get anything from Vanek. He just he's just. He looks in his locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the, that's what I, I expect more um, from it. But but I I don't know. You you know it, it's kind of weird because you know like I said I'm using Predator again, right? Uh, we yeah. all know those characters, and they don't ever talk about their their home life, and they don't talk about their past, and we don't even need to know any of that stuff. And you know again th- that was a two hour movie versus a two season show, but you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, I, it's, it's okay. And, but I, I think I may like that, that characters. What's the guy's name again? The the one that just looks in his locker. Vanek. Vanek. I may, I may like his storyline better than all the rest because that's, that's what I expect from Halo, but that's just me. Well, it's because what the thing right now in Hollywood is doing the checkbox casting and the reality is halo if you would if and, and i understand why they didn't but with the squad you certainly had an opportunity and some way really of diversity casting in the squad and the military cast but because the squad was emotionally neutered you didn't have to do the whole relationship thing but we have to check those boxes off as well here so that's Let's make character married and make sure they have that particular type of relationship so we can have said that we've checked off that particular diversity box because that's how they do these things now. Everything has to have, have this, that, or the other thing. And it's to the degree that it doesn't often feel like it's a natural extension of the story that they're doing. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's almost expected now. You're absolutely right. The check boxes. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so it's... It's, hey, Haley was a perfect example—a time for them to include all the people who consider themselves asexuals. 
But hey, yeah, that's okay. That, that's actually a fair point, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. They could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing yeah. I would say, though, is if you're going to tell extra stories, right, if you at least have a team, that makes sense. But when you have characters who have nothing to do with Halo, getting their backstories, and like that's where it gets frustrating, right? Yeah. Because until, like, I I know they attempted to tie Arquan back in to the story, but the reality is... Like, you're creating a character who really doesn't have any ties. Soren has ties, because at least he's an ex-Spartan, so you can, if you want to go down that route, that's cool, that's fine. But yeah. having characters that have nothing to do with the Halo, <laughs> nothing right. to well, do with them, right? And, and, and even if they do have anything to do with the Halo, again, the Predator... Uh, screenplay is the way you can go. I, yeah. I, I I honestly believe that that was perfect because it's it's warriors just like these folk, and you don't get any of this 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 side crap that has nothing to do with the main story. And we the main story is these these guys in the jungle trying to uh, rescue uh, a diplomat. They find out they were tricked, um, and then as they're trying to get the hell out of there. An alien force comes and tries to kill them all. And, but, but again, now you're in a movie and not a TV series. Well, that's true. Two hours versus eight hours, nine hours. You're right. But then we get to the point, like you said, Mike, about why don't you just make these thirty minute <laughs> episodes thing? Right. Like if you're going to be stretching up so much stuff, right? Um, and I guess it's probably because there's money involved. But I mean, the thing is, if you're going to stretch stuff out so much and so thinly. Like, why wouldn't you roll back then and then have only 30 minutes so it can be a tighter story? Because so or, for or, some or, weird or reason... Or make it a movie ago, like they originally wanted to do. But anyway, yeah. yeah, 50 years ago, it was it was the format was decided upon that if you are 30 minutes long, you're a comedy. If you're an hour long, you're a drama. Yep. And I remember when Ash vs. the Evil Dead started. And there was an announced, and they said there were going to be thirty-minute episodes, and people complained. I was like, given the nature of Evil Dead, thirty minutes could be perfect. It's just in and out, right? These are not things that need to be stretched out. And for the most part, I think that series worked with that format. Now it's also a sillier series; it's more comedic than Halo should be. Um, but I don't think there's any reason why you couldn't have done. Look at the Mandalorian, right? A lot of those episodes, yeah. Are 30 minutes. That's what I was going to say. They're doing that a lot more with the Disney stuff. Um, even Marvel shows are yeah, well, clocking in lower. Yeah. She Hulk was 30 minutes or even less at some points. And they, you could argue with that process that they're changed, like their pacing's wrong then because there's some stories that could have been ha- had more episodes and they're going to, like, we're only going to have six episodes. Well, and in this uh, day and age right? where they're not restricted, I don't understand why they even worry about that. They should worry about their show, the story being told in that we particular get the best episode. story possible, right? Right. If it takes 20 minutes, that's fine. If it takes an hour, that's fine, too. Just make it work. Right. Um, yeah, so what was I going to say? So, so if, if we go um, to uh, the Admiral, let's, let's go with the Admiral. Uh, the Axe Admiral. What, what do you guys think of that? It was a short scene, but it was to the point. What do you guys got on that? 
Is she just oh, using him? Is she just using him? Is she trying to just get back in power? What, what, what what's going on here? Well, I think at the end, doesn't he say she's still in? She's not even really out. Yeah. And so she's yes, I think she's trying to use him to get her goals, whatever those might be, yeah. done. Uh, that doesn't mean they're bad goals. I don't think she was a bad character in the first season. I think that she just kind of got screwed by circumstance. Um, and people that were evil <laughs> taking advantage. <laughs> right, right. But is she gray? Well, she way. wants to keep people from knowing about them being there too, right? She was like, drop this. Don't go any further with it. So she's she's the man still. Yeah. Yep. She even had her bodyguards. So, I mean, I don't yep. even know how far removed she is from power. Right, right. I think she just wants to get back into power. Maybe. Like, she's just pissed. I want power. What? Because why else would she even care? I'm retired. I got my pension. There's nothing I can do. Why else do I care? Unless well, it could be revenge and power. You can have them both. Well, or she true. never stopped being in power. She's yeah, just in a different. Role. She's in a different role now. Possibly, we don't know. Right, right. That's true. Like, what? What's your thoughts on that one? This, this, this ex admiral. Oh, did we? Um, oh, there's. Yeah, no. Um, I haven't thought about it that much, to be honest with you. Um, I mean. Where are they going with it? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where they're going with her. She's still connected. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure where they're going with her. I'm, I'm not really sure where, where a lot of this is going. Well, and she might be waiting to step in when somebody else messes up. That is true. Well, I'm sure she wants. She wants. I think power back. Yeah, no doubt. She wants to get back in. I think she also is. is a character who's looking out for the public good. I, I think she's like a lot of the um, the people, like the the admiral. Uh, is, is it admiral? Who is? Yeah, the other admiral. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay on board, or, or I'm not the leaving. Less, the yeah, the lesser ranked admiral. <laughs> right. Where I think they they do have the greater good in mind. Um. But they also have their their personal foibles too. Um, I think Halsey was clearly the villain in the first season, and I think it's Ackerson this time around, and we'll see what happens with Halsey. But yeah. um, anyway, yeah. Um, all right. So, what about Quan uh, story, Soren story, Soren's wife story? Any thoughts on any of these people? Oh, I liked Quan's kills. Yeah, I yeah. liked her kills, and I liked seeing those people die because they were going to do bad things to a kid and his mom just because of Soren. So they deserved everything they got. Yeah, and that I liked because the I the, I don't know who he is. Um, I, I don't know his, in terms of his name. There's no honor uh, among thieves. But who is the? Need to be Soren's like right hand man. Yeah. He's sitting there, he's playing Halo with the kid, ironically enough, right? With the kid playing with his little Master Chief toy. Yeah. Um, and and it's, and, and it's, as he's doing that, he's basically planning on on betraying them. Uh, 
And and let's be honest, if this kid is is being stuffed there without his mother, um, uh, he, he's not going to get and, and his, without his father, he's not going to have a good life in front of him. Right, right. Um, you know, because they, you know, they they talk about the people there being like indentured servants, and yeah, you know, who knows what he would end up being sold off into. Yep. So I assume they're going to be going to find Soren. Anyone think that? I mean, I I I, I don't know. It sounded I, I, like it. I guess, but um, we know where Soren is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of hard to get to him. <laughs> so that mystery has been spoiled for us. Um, so we know. So I don't. Yeah, I. So I guess now that family is leaving, uh, leaving the rubble, and are they going to meet up? Are we all going to bring the whole family together? And I don't know. And that's going to be a little weird. Um, I don't know. What about you, Sean? What do you think? Uh, I just have to say I'm not so super huge on the family stuff, the Soren stuff was fine. And like, whatever Soren's going to do now that he's uh, hooked into the Halsey situation, um, I guess we'll see whether that gets paid off or not. But like, it just, it's like, how are you going to explain it? Cause then you're going to basically have the master chief, his team and the side family. Then it becomes like, who else is going to be joining on this like convoy? that they're going to be for the story, right? Like it just, I get, you can have points to the story, but like, where are you going to be putting all of this to, to like actually make it make sense? Well, there's going to be a big evacuation or not evacuation. There's going to be a bunch of chaos when the planet gets actually attacked. And I feel that they're going to all come together during that. The mother, the child and Quan are going to be trying to get Soren out. Who's there. And, um, and Ackerson left them to die, basically. He's yes. like, you know, he left him with Halsey, who's he's already told, I'm not going to see you again. You're going to be basically dead. I mean, he didn't say that in those words, but that's what he meant. So I think that's how it's going to bring them all together. And we're going to get a big fight like Phil has been talking about because we know he knows the planet gets glass. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen. And everybody's going to come together through that. I really, really hope that when they do the glass, you know, the of reach, that it isn't just, hey, they're attacking, and then, oh, they attacked, it's all over. Look at that, it's so terrible. Yeah, I need to see some fleet battles. <laughs> I need to see some ground pounding things going down. Uh, yeah, I need something. <laughs> right. What are the odds that the glassing happens off screen? <laughs> Well, they I mean, did it with the first episode, so they should yeah. be able to do it. Well, I understand them doing it in the first episode for this reason. The the one that you really want is you want to show it off for Reach because you want to have that that big impact. So you don't want to. So I can understand them maybe not showing it the first time, so that way, what blowing away Reach will not be anticlimactic. Right. But um. But I can also see them going, boy, that's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll find out. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be 
a solid action episode. And that's just based off of what Mike used right up from the review is saying. There's a lot more action, and they, they got it's got to be all in episode four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they got to see only four episodes, and the first three didn't have much action at all. So I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Well, I can tell you, despite all that we've talked about, my wife likes the show a lot. So, you know, I'm sure there's well, people good. out there that do. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for government-type machinations, uh, it's it's actually a pretty solid show. It's, you know, I mean, but and like you said, Barrett, you know, you, you went in more blind, so so it 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 could work, you know. But for people who aren't familiar with Halo, they're 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 scratching their head, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, even are, blind, yeah. even blind, I brought up a lot of stuff. I mean, there are definitely issues. It's not the worst show I've seen for sure. <laughs> it's it's not even close to the worst show I've seen. So, yeah, despite all its flaws. Yeah, yeah, I, I would concur. I would concur with that. Um, the the saving grace for it is that there's the stand miniseries. Oh, Lovecraft was pretty bad too. Oh my god, that Lovecraft Country. Oh my god, that was terrible, garbage. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but that, Phil, uh, you got nudity in that show. Uh, it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 dude, dude, and 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 that um. Last of Us. Oh my god, that first season was so so mediocre. I, I, I'm more harsh, so a lot of people are probably scratching their heads out of listening to the same. What is he talking about? Those were great shows. It's like no, no, they they, they were not. I would um, say none of those were great shows. There were probably some high points in both of them, but they were not great shows. Right, right. Uh, the great show we reviewed was One Piece, which is a podcast you can go back and listen to because it was very fun. Yeah, that's a great show. Um, anything else that anybody wanted to bring up about this episode here, Visigard? Or Visigrad? All right, I guess we're done. Um, all right, so uh, some house cleaning stuff uh, first. Uh, uh, Sean, what was that uh, podcast that me, you, uh, Kevin Letts and Barrett uh, wrapped up about a TV show on Netflix. What's that all about? Was it called again? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna <laughs> you're gonna do this to me again. Ah, uh, okay. The podcast that we were doing is Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, I believe. Well, that's which not is, what that's, that's what, what he's called. talking about. You just oh went over God. it. You just went over it. Oh, the One Piece. Is that, well, Bull that's, Hancock that's, that's, and the One Piece. Yes. Okay. So that's the Sorry. show on on Netflix. Yes. That Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews isn't a show about about a podcast about a show on Netflix. What's what's this Boa Hancock and the One Piece? What's that all about? So it's basically the live action uh, first season of the One Piece story, and it is done phenomenally. The characters are likable. The cast is awesome. The setting is uh, freaking great. Uh, it was just such, it was probably one of the, it's been the one of the best series that we've all re- reviewed together for sure. It was like that hands down, it was the best and it was just fun and enjoyable. And we, whenever season two comes around, I'm very much looking forward to it because anything that they gave you paid off. They weren't giving you the, the, the swerves and the tricks and that, like anything they gave you. And when they gave you backstory, 
it it actually made the stories better. It made the characters better, right? It's just a difference in, the, I guess, the, the showrunner actually being the person who actually created the material, so he doesn't think he knows better than, than himself, right, in being involved in the series, as opposed to someone who, showrunners who don't even read, read the stuff or don't make themselves familiar with the material that they're making a story, a story on. Indeed. And uh, Barrett, uh, what was the podcast that uh, Sean was screwing up on that, that, that <laughs> me, me and you do and, and, and stuff? What's that all about? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Uh, it is a just about everything podcast, and it looks like we're going to be doing Madam Web next on there. Yep, yep. We'll we'll, uh, we'll uh, keep people posted uh, when that comes out. Um, so, what's that, Mike? You were warned. Yes, you. Yes, you. You, yeah. did, you, you did warn us. We, you did. I haven't seen it yet. I, I didn't get to see it like I was supposed to. You saw it and didn't like it, Mike. I didn't see your. No, reviews, but so. um, I, I, he, he predicted that it was going to be getting oh. reviews. Yeah, I know. I don't care about the reviews. I'll probably go in and like it. Now, it, it, that's not always a sure thing. Like Morbius. <laughs> was just downright not great, but I'm hoping this is better than that. Yeah, that's not what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and Mike, uh, what's the the main podcast that, that we do on the network? What's that all about? The main podcast is the Dark Discussions podcast, uh, your source for horror film fiction and all that is fantastic. We are, I think, in our 13th year. Uh, uh, yes, yes, that is correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And running up to six, almost 650 episodes, not counting all the various spinoffs and, and other side podcasts. Um, so we're not going anywhere in all likelihood unless there's a really big fight this week. Um, so, yeah, you can catch us weekly. You Wait catch almost, uh, what right. kind of fight? i got to watch it tomorrow night. I have no idea. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 again, and again, it was a Patreon pick. It had nothing yes. to do with us. Yes. Uh, or, uh, yeah, and uh, you can watch all but, say, the first uh, whatever is 100, 150 episodes are available. Uh, we're working on those. Wait, what, something yeah, something. what about those episodes, Phil? I'm standing yeah, for that, Eric today. Yeah, the, those are, are coming <laughs> sooner or later. Um, and we don't need anyone to stand in for Eric. Uh, <laughs> but it's so fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fair <laughs> enough. So, all right. So it's, uh, that's uh, some of the house cleaning. Again, you can email us at darkdiscussions.aol.com and put Halo in the subject. Uh, all right. So let's go back and discuss our final thoughts on this episode here. So let's start with uh, – uh, I guess I'll start this time. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, decent enough for what the Halo TV series is. Uh, I, I, I will once again complain that if we have Visegrad, why is it a very sterile environment that they keep on having us with, with these rooms and, and hallways and stuff? And, and again, I know this is a lot of military and, and government, but again, if you're in Visegrad and is it's a major city or town. I, I don't understand why they don't have more square. In other words, different sets than just the, the sterile uh, conference room and and locker room and hallway. It's just weird. Um, also, uh, you know, we discussed Ackerman and all that. Uh, and also we talked about the, the, the cliffhanger. Um, at least I did, where it's, it gets annoying after a while. But uh, all in all, uh, it was good enough. 
it was it was fine. Um, but uh, I, I hope we we start getting Halo. Uh, let's go, Hugh Sean. Um, yeah, I'm not a super huge fan of the series. Uh, this episode wasn't bad, but there's just too many things that I have to assume something's going to get paid off on that, and I don't trust the show. So that's where I'm standing right now. All right, sounds good. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I think um, the show is what it is at this point. Um, I think hoping for it to be a thing that it's not, it's going to be a fool's errand. It's going to be an exercise in frustration. Um, now I'm in it again. I'm in a position where I wasn't married to what the show was in the first place. Uh, into the Halo mythology and, and all the sequels and everything. So I, I'm, maybe it's easier for me to say that than it is for someone who's invested the last 15 years of their life into this franchise um, and who's a diehard fan. But in that case, I would just recommend pulling the plug and moving on. Uh, I, I like this episode more than any episode in the series that I can remember. Uh, not that I can remember the first episodes all that well. I tried my best to block them out. I like this one a lot more because it focused primarily on the core team. And I'm really curious to see what happens next week because no one's promised you any action next episode. That was a deduction based on the action that we were promised that critics said was there. And it's the only episode we haven't seen yet. So either someone's full of shit or we're getting a lot of action next episode. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And uh, Barrett, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I generally like this episode. Uh, we discussed many of the issues. I won't go over those again. Um, I'm hoping that, like Mike said, that this next episode has the action because it's sorely lacking enough action for a military sci-fi show. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, once again, uh, the next episode, or actually not once again, because I haven't said it yet, but uh, next episode is called Reach. Uh, that comes out on February 22nd, 2024, uh, the day before my birthday. And uh, we will be recording our uh, uh, podcast episode on that show on Monday the 26th and hope to get it out uh, February 27th, Tuesday. Uh, and in the meantime, between then and now, uh, you can also listen to our Dark Discussions episodes uh, as uh, the latest episode to be released on Thursday. The 22nd will be um, Saltburn, the, the, the movie from last year. And the prior episode was Mysterious Skin that was released last week. So uh, there's all other things you can hear us talk about where we're actually a little more positive. Uh, uh, <laughs> to, to be honest, whether or not, uh, you know, we haven't been as, as so on, on Halo. Um, all right. So uh, please email us, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. And uh, join us on the Facebook group at Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, where you can uh, talk about Halo or anything else that you want to choose that's genre-related. And uh, with that, Mike. Why don't you leave us out? Well, thank you for listening to episode three, season two of Halo. For listening to us discuss that episode uh, here on Cortana's Communicates, please tune in next week where we'll be discussing episode four, Reach.